It's time once again for another episode of the American Gods podcast presented by Freaking Geeks Media. The podcast that covers the latest news, episodes, and discussion regarding Neil Gaiman's seminal novel and its television adaptation. Thanks for listening if this is your first time, and if it isn't, welcome back. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Here are your hosts for the episode, Michael and Sarah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is my co-host, Sarah. Hey, Godlings. All right, Sarah. So we are here to review, what, episode seven of? Yes, we only have one left now. It's um, a little surprising, I I guess. It's really snuck up on me uh, how far into the season we are. You realize there's only eight episodes. Especially because it does not feel like we're at the point where there's going to be a season finale. It doesn't. It doesn't. It feels like we're mid-season. Yeah. like I feel like we're kind of still in the same place where we started at with a few things happening. But it as a season goes, it doesn't feel like we've progressed very far. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, looking at the events so far this season... I guess they've probably focused more on the characters as opposed to where they have gone in terms of like their journey. Um, there's a, a kind of similarity I feel with season two of the walking dead. Remember season two, the fall. I remember season two. Right. So I, I feel in a lot of ways, like we're kind of like season two of the walking dead in that now they've been in Cairo now for what, about five episodes now. Something like that for at least four they, episodes, but I think it might be five episodes. It might have been what think, episode yeah. two, I believe, two or three, where they actually got to Cairo at the end of the episode. If I'm not mistaken. So feels like we've been here the whole damn time. Uh, pretty close, and so yeah, this Cairo feels like yeah the farm. Yep. Uh, all right. So this is gonna be interesting. Um, this is a uh, uh, an episode that. Well, first off, let me let me just say uh, the episode is titled uh, "The Treasure of the Sun." It was released uh, on April. Uh, actually, no, it was released on what day? April twenty first. Yeah, April twenty first. It was written by Heather Belson and directed by Paco Cabezas, uh, with a runtime of fifty three minutes. And I'll tell you straight up. I mean, there's. I tell you what. There's no geek speak. Nothing this week. We're gonna go right into into this uh, review. Uh, spoilers ahead, so you've been warned. All right. So uh, the plot synopsis for this one is in Cairo. Mister Wednesday entrusts Shadow with uh, Gugnir, the Gugnir Spear. Uh, Mad Sweeney recalls his journey through the ages as he awaits his promised battle. Once again, he warns Shadow about Wednesday. Everybody warns Shadow about Wednesday. That's true. People who don't know Wednesday warn Shadow about Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, this guy's uh, this guy's a bad dude. So, yeah, uh, and right. like especially in this episode, like we'll get into it, but holy crap, yeah, Mister Wednesday is nasty. Yeah, he is. He's definitely a piece of work. I mean, it's kind of funny because we saw last week's episode. Um, which was Donar the Great, and that was a really great episode in part because it it kind of shed light on Wednesday and 
kind of, I don't want to say humanized him, but you, you got more humanity out of Wednesday. And, yeah. And, it made uh, us care. Mm-hmm. And now it's like pulling the rug out from under us. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, the one sentence review for me uh, is American Gods continues its great run of episodes again this week by focusing on Mad Sweeney and his tragic backstory and thus creates one of the series' very best episodes. Ours is going to be very different. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Um, what's yours? My, my one sentence review is everything that we complained about in the beginning of this season has been resolved and effectively replaced with an even worse problem. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I watched this episode the first time and then I watched it again. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing a problem. All I can say is I I liked what the episode was about. I I enjoyed the backstory for Mad Sweeney. Um I just thought that this episode really kind of was continuing the good things and not just with the main characters that they were focusing on like Mad Sweeney uh and you know Shadow and uh Wednesday but you know even like dropping in on uh, Bilquis and and uh-huh. kind of seeing what she's up to and you know that was interesting you know uh they kind of really zeroed in on a few characters and you know the last two to three weeks where I felt like the show is really going to hit its stride is I think in part because they've, I I guess they've kind of dropped some of the other characters into the background and have kind of just really zeroed in on some of these core characters. And that has allowed the show, I think to be a little stronger because of it. So, yeah. Um, but you know it's interesting. You didn't like this episode, which uh, nope. Yep, I, I we'll get into it. Uh, we'll have to talk about the we'll talk about the script, which I guess is what we're going to do now. So, uh, all right, okay. For, before we get into the apparent downsides, let's talk about what really worked about the script. What did you like about the script? <laughs> um. Look, you gave it. A, you gave it. A, what are you giving the script? Let me. Let's just start there. What's your grade for the script? My script is seventy, and now it's it's really kind of a double edged sword because you know I love everything the backstories for Mad Sweeney, but I hate that this is how they're using them for the purpose of what happens at the end of this episode. It it feels like the they just, I don't know, like, what was his contract up, and they just wanted to fit everything they had for Mad Sweeney to one episode and then just be done. I feel like these should have been, like, coming to America stories almost, scattered through the season, not just crammed into one episode for the purpose of, you know, also just handpicking the story out of the book that's pretty much identical to, like, suddenly he's, you know, just drunk under a a bridge and it ends up leading to his death. It just feels really lazy and which is something they've been really good so far for the script and they put all this effort into his backstories and I thought they were fascinating, but they're just there for the purpose of, you know, here's a bit of information about him and now he's gone. (laughs) 
like it feels just like why why do this now so so do you do you think this is more a reflection on what you feel is an issue with the season because it it feels like they're just saying okay mad sweeney you're done uh without maybe hinting at this eventuality you know like if they've been like laying the groundwork all season for this episode would you think this would be a better episode in your eyes because you could kind of maybe see this coming and then it be it won't be so bad because you go oh, okay they did this and this and this in the in the past four or five episodes so a, I'm not terribly surprised that this is the episode that we got and the ending that we got. Do you feel like is, your problem is in part because you, it, it feels like it just kind of comes out of nowhere at the end that he dies? Well, it's not even out of nowhere because like the second he woke up under that bridge, I knew exactly how this was going to end. Sure. And so for me, it's the opposite. I feel like if they had spread this story of his out through the season, you know, every time you know we get a bit of his past, we'll care a bit more we understand him a bit more and get to connect with the character, but they just, you know, they feed us all this information and they do make us of course care more about him. And he's one of the best characters, of the entire show. And then they just take it all away. And it makes me so mad. Well, all right. So let me, let me explain what I liked about this episode. Let me explain what about the script I did like so much. Cause I gave it a 93 for the script. Oh, which is a which is a vast difference. It, it's a. I don't know if we've been further apart <laughs> on I, on one of these I'll episodes. Just, I'll just say that I just felt like you know they were looking at the book. They opened the book up and be like, "Oh, hey, at this part, you know, in this part where they're in Cairo, this is what happens to Sweeney. I guess we better put it in." And it just it felt like it. They f- felt forced. Like there was no natural build up to this. Well, it just happened. I, I'll agree with you in that I feel that this episode and its conclusion, if there's anything wrong, it's to me, it's probably more like I said with – and I'd have to go back and watch each episode of the season and have to see and see if they kind of laid the groundwork for this. Um, maybe, I, maybe we're missing some of the signs, possibly. But I would say if – in fact, these signs don't exist, then I, then to me, the bigger uh, problem I would have is not so much with this episode as they just kind of said, hey, we're just going to do this without having kind of pinpointed, uh, well, maybe that's not the way I should phrase it. We're just going <laughs> to give, we're going to create this ending for Mad Sweeney without laying the groundwork in the earlier episodes to kind of point to this happening. Um, and look, I mean, with the chaotic stuff and you know behind-the-scenes stuff, we know that there are points where they literally stopped filming and had to rewrite episodes and rewrite the end of the season. Yep. So in a way, it's not surprising that this episode, if, it, if there is no groundwork laid in the previous episodes, that this just comes out of nowhere. Because if they were doing that, if this was kind of just like, hey – we got to write the final two episodes, then that creates the opportunity to just insert this episode that has, you know, all these um, great moments with Mad Sweeney, but then kills him off at the end. And yet nothing in the previous episodes would make you think that that was what was going to happen. So I will say that in that regard, yes, 
I would be, I, I would be critical. And if that's true, then I am critical of that. But what I will say about this episode, why I like it so much, is that one of the hallmarks of American Gods so far, the show, is that Mad Sweeney went from being a marginal character in the books to, you know, one of the... A fan favorite. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it worst, he's top three. At yep. best, he's the, the favorite on the show. Yeah. Um, Especially when it, if, when it comes to couples, him and Laura is definitely the favorite. Right. Right. So what I like, though, is that we, we do get to see Mad Sweeney's backstory. And they left just enough... Um, to our imagination. Right. Because even while they kind of say, hey, this is what happened to him, there's enough... Uh, it's kind of like the Joker in the Dark Knight, right? I mean, what story do you believe? Yeah, you know, exactly. Some of it is probably very much true, but then there's also some that even he doesn't know what's what's true and what's not true. And so you're kind of left to make your own decision as to what you believe. Yes, I do. I like that quite a bit. Um, I, I, I like all of his backstory. I thought it was quite fascinating, and I like that none of it almost none of it makes sense <laughs> and because that's entirely Mad Sweeney and it makes sense that he would not remember his own past and that it'd be too muddled and it's just that's him he's a very cursed and haunted man and th that makes entire sense I just don't think it should have been shoved into one episode it was too much you think it was just overload oh big time cause, like this whole episode is Mad Sweeney and it just it feel like Two people are writing this episode. You got one person who wants to stick to the book and you got another person who wants to develop it. And they just clash and it ended up being this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think I can see where you're coming from. I, I do get what you're saying. Um, I, I guess this season has been scattershot in some ways, but... Again, the quality of the episodes has been increasing with each passing week. Yeah. But for me, at least, the re I guess the reason why I like this so much is, A, it focuses on Mad Sweeney. And yes, obviously, seeing where he woke up, I had the same thought you did, which was, uh-oh, is this the end? <laughs> Could be. But at the same time, they've done enough different stuff on this show that I wasn't going to just fully say, well, this is it, he's done. But at the same time, sure, fine. Um, I did get kind of a cold feeling in the pit of my stomach. Yeah, big time. But it's it's not just the backstory, though. I mean, that's great. Obviously, there's so much attention paid to, to Matt Sweeney and his backstory. But there's other things that really work in this episode. Bill Quist, checking in with her, seeing, you know, what she's up to with, you know, uh, being in the church. And she's able to... She's been well. She's found a way to find new followers, right? Yeah, very funny way. Like the fact that she becomes like a church figure is hilarious. It is, and uh, it's one of those things I th that I remember thinking as the scene was playing out: Is this what each one of the gods needs to do in order to stay relevant, to adapt. survive? <clears throat> they adapt. need to adapt, right? And they haven't. I mean, none of them really have. Well, can't say none of them. Most of them haven't and adaptation might be the means to survival yep. so i think like, that was uh, mama cool. g mama g 
uh, the scenes with Laura, uh, including Mamaji, was was actually really interesting. Yes. Uh, Laura being her sassy self, and then Mamaji says, "Ha ha, let me show you my true form." I'm a fucking demon. Yes. <laughs> like, don't sass me. And you know, seeing the world tree, it's now much bigger. And yeah. you know, the differences from the book, which is, hey, look, you know, uh, you know, in the book, the world tree existed and it, it was there for however long and many, many, many thousands of years. Yep. Whereas now in the show, you know, Wednesday's the one that plants it and creates it, and then this is, you know, what we know is gonna be coming with Shadow and the Spear. Yes. So all of that is great. And you know, even the, the conversations with uh Ibis, which was really good. Um, I, I do like that his role has been increased this season significantly, uh, at least enough to where I feel like we're getting more out of his character. Um like to me, these are all really great things. And I agree. I, I was I sad to see um Matt Sweeney go? Yes, I was. Um, was I, was I disappointed or angry personally? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I really didn't want to see him go, but at the same time, uh, maybe it was his, the time for his character and sure they could have maybe waited an extra episode or maybe gone into next season even. But usually when you have episodes like this, where it focuses on a single character like this, it's a bad sign. <laughs> Usually it means exactly. they're going to die. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, if they had not put any of his backstory into it, and we just see him, like, it, it, when it, if it came more of a sudden, like he came in to confront Wednesday, um, you know, we see him just kind of in, for lack of a better term, down on his luck, and come to confront Wednesday, and all this went down, and he suddenly got killed, that would have been shocking it would have taken me completely by surprise because I wouldn't think they'd actually do it. But the fact that, you know, they accompanied, you know, him waking up under the bridge and being in the state along with a backstory. And I just expected that they would do a twist or something different at the end. And it just, they, they're just, you know, leading us down that road and then they were going to turn on us, you know, but no, it just followed the exact path that's already laid out in the book. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> Well, another exact path is that he dies at the end. Like, it's like really, like you couldn't do something different, turn it on us a bit, just give us a surprise, not just slowly. It's like being walked to your execution is what I feel like this episode was. Or just a slow walk towards watching him die. Well, you know that's the thing. Uh, you know Neil Gaiman wanted a more faithful adaptation, so. He's getting it. You know, he's getting it. And uh, like, again, for me, it worked, though. It, it did. Uh, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, though. I do. And I completely understand that. It's, I, I guess, guess it just the, me. the story affected me a lot. And I thought Pablo Shearer's performance was amazing. Incredible. It was yeah. incredible. It was great work. Maybe, maybe the best work he's ever done on the show. And I'm not saying that just because the episode focused on his character so much and that this is the episode he dies, but I just felt like he really was able to take it to another level in this week's episode. So yeah, it really works for me. So, you know, look, it's a seven, it's a 70 for you. It's uh, a 93 for me. Um, so that, that comes out to what, an 81. 
for the yeah. for the script. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about script wise? Um, any other characters that uh, popped up or any other revelations or things? That I'm really... just like not even about the script, but I'm curious. Like I feel like we should be building towards something because like, it's our season finale next episode, and I, I'm curious how they're gonna wrap this season up because I don't feel any build up towards it are they gonna have a big battle and like what's gonna happen yeah because we have no idea because we're not being given anything and hopefully that ends up being a good thing and we get like a you know a really cool surprise next episode but if it's just kind of another slow um i don't know like there has to be something big it can't just end like with another Cairo episode you know yeah i get that too sure uh, I don't really know where they want to take this uh, finale next week. Um, I I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I'm just saying that um, Wednesday's army is just disappearing as quick as they come because I mean we've lost. There's no more Easter. Uh, there's no more Mad Sweeney. There's no Zoria. <laughs> like they're just dropping like flies. Yeah, and I don't know whether that's their attempt to kind of weed out some of the characters so they can focus more on a handful instead of, like, so many. Uh, I don't think they need to kill off characters. I think they could just say, hey, they're not going to be around for a while, make them go off on other missions or other whatever objectives yeah. that don't uh, require them to be on the show. But, yeah, you don't have to kill off everybody just to kind of weed out the cast a bit. Um you know, I'll tell you what, I before I had even seen this episode, I heard that Pablo, Pablo Schreiber was being cast on another show. I will say that that kind of gave me pause. Now, that didn't make me think that this week we were going to watch his character die. But I did think that by the end of the season, his character would die. I just had an insane thought that would make everything in this episode okay if this is the route they went is that Laura still has this immortality potion to like bring her back to life. What if, you know, next episode, you know, she comes to terms with that, of course, she loves him. She puts her own blood into it and gives it to him and brings him back to life. Interesting. If they did that, this episode would be entirely redeemed. But it just requires that for you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only, it just came to me, but... That would be like the only way that this would be acceptable. <laughs> okay. Sure. Because then there would be a point to this voodoo stuff, a point to her having this, and a point to his death. <laughs> like, if there's something, if it's leading towards something, I'll be okay with it. Sure. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I liked I liked the stuff with, uh, obviously, with Mad Sweeney and watching uh, his backstory and the battles and the giants and everything and, and uh, how he's kind of seeing both um, Laura there as well as Wednesday even. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff all worked for me. I thought the, the acting, I think, was just, like I said, transcendent here, at least uh, from amazing from Pablo, but everyone else was great. Um, they really did their job. They were firing on all cylinders. I gave the acting. Um, I gave the acting uh, a ninety-one for acting. Yeah, I mean that deserves. It. I mean Pablo Schreiber, he really 
went all out in this episode and he's a great actor to begin with but he really made this episode special for his character uh with the acting um i gave 85 and i think that's been a pretty consistent score of mine and i think everyone does a really fantastic job and while he excelled um we didn't get to see a lot of our other characters very much this episode so i'm still sticking at my pretty level 85 for acting okay all right, so uh, our acting grade is an 88. Deserves it. Yeah. Um, and the directing in this episode really was was really good. Um, Pablo – I'm sorry, not Pablo. Paco. Paco Cabezas. <laughs> um, sorry, it's I apologize a great there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought he was great. I, th- I thought the, the episode looked fantastic. It was – it's been – you know, in line with the last couple of episodes. Yeah, it's like the last few episodes have been very consistent. I think I might change my score because I was just a little jaded by the script to begin with. But the directing is really fantastic. I mean, it looks consistent to the, the previous two episodes. The style is very similar. Cinematography, you know, they're really taking like they're really taking their time to make it something not just entertaining but also like really pleasing to the eyes to watch and also like they've stepped up like you know music that goes with it as well just the atmosphere of the show that's been really developed um i think i'm going to change my directing to an 86 okay uh and mine is an 87 Okay, um, <laughs> we're close. <laughs> On one of them, we're close. Uh, yeah. So, like, I think the directing, like I said, it really works. Um, the the angles that they use, the, the Paco used in this. Um, obviously, the color palette is similar uh, to the other episodes. I mean, this color palette has been laid out for some time, uh, so they know how to work within that. Uh, the angles I thought were fantastic. Uh, they really are able to frame a lot of the action uh, in a way. The stuff with Mad Sweeney. Uh, they use like a lot of wide shots, especially during the action scenes, where you can really see uh, everything kind of laid out in front of you in terms of like seeing him. Like there's that one shot where he's like, flying through the air with the spear and the, the giants yeah. in front of him. I mean, that's just beautifully shot. And it's like uh, one it's of those gorgeous. shots that really is emblematic of American Gods at its best when it looks that way. Um, but, you know, everything else was great. Uh they really have, I think, like I said, hit their stride in so many ways this season, and uh, directing is one of them. So, eighty-six for you, a total or overall grade is an eighty-six. So, moving on, uh, let's go to special effects, and uh, you know, the special effects were really good in the first episode, and they've been hit and miss for me. Well, for the the following weeks, they were kind of hit and miss, and they've been getting better with everything else, actually. And I thought they they were um really good here. Uh, I didn't have a lot to complain about. I I don't know if it's just the amount that they used in this episode, or just the the quality uh um that they were able to kind of utilize it when they needed to and kind of made it the best it could be when they use the special effects, but it all worked for me. And I gave it an 87 because 
you know, it's probably some of the better special effects that I've seen all season, uh, with the exception of, say, the carousel in episode one. Yeah. Um, for special effects, I thought they you were really good. I mean, especially like in one of uh, Sweeney's timelines when he like beheads the giant and you know, it looks really nasty and then it turns into Wednesday's head. And like there's some interesting effects and a lot of really well seamless CGI that you can see. Like, you know, it's there, but you don't really you can't really tell um, it's well done. So I gave special effects 82. Okay. 82. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that uh, comes out to an 80, what, 84. All right. Um, and then moving on to pacing. So uh, pacing-wise for this episode, it was just great for me. It's it's their pacing. The pacing has just been fantastic the last few weeks. Uh this is along with Dinner of the Great last week. I thought the pacing has really been really great. Uh, ninety for mm-hmm. me. Wow, uh, things just kind of moved along uh, at a decent pace. And when they slowed things down, um, I thought they slowed them down in favor of character moments, which really worked for me. So it worked on a, a script level, but it also worked in that when they did kind of because they would do, you know they would go back to the flashback scenes with with Mad Sweeney and sometimes they would be full of action sometimes they were just you know moments where he was trying to to kind of get a bearing on his madness pretty much uh but then you go to the back to the present day and uh, you had Mad Sweeney kind of making the rounds and uh, the conversations that he was having like I was never bored I was never yeah. I was never bored with the script. I was never bored with the episode. I just was kind of like like cruising along, just kind of enjoying the ride and got to the end of this episode. And I thought, man, I was not bored one time. I didn't look at my watch. I didn't, uh, I didn't yawn. I didn't get up to get a sandwich. <laughs> it was just, it was great. And I think it really worked. And, and this is one of the better, if not the best episode pacing wise all season. I think we're up there with uh, Donut of the Great. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. The pacing is one thing that I really appreciate from this episode because I I really didn't notice that there were no roadblocks or stops or anything that made me just, you know, pause and being like, okay, I really want to get back to the story we were just on. Everything had like a purpose and flowed into one another. And that was really just fantastic. I gave it 85. Okay, 85. That's good. Um. All right, so... Yeah. Oh, and uh, you know, to, you got to remember something too. You know, even though I think we're we're both pretty well off on the script, but uh, we both agree that I think the show has really come into its own the last few episodes with pretty much everything, right? I mean, yeah. with the, with regards to the script in this, we're different, but everything else, like I feel like the 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 directors that have come on board in the last few weeks have just done a stellar job, much better job than I think in, in early season two. Quite exceptional. Uh, you know, the special effects have either been consistently decent up to, I think really good. And, uh, you know, the, the pacing has been much better. I, I think that cutting out a lot of these other characters has actually helped in the long run. Um, I just wish they didn't kill everybody. Right. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> right. So, um, 
you know, at the end of the day, I, I still think this is a, a very, very good episode for me, very strong. Uh, my overall grade was a 90. And wow. your overall grade was an 82, which means, uh, you know, combine them together and the Freaking Geek score is an 86 for this episode. So uh, my grade pulled it up. But, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> I, yeah, at the end of the day, though, I think uh, if you were to cut out the, the script grade, we would be probably the same grade, you know, without yeah. the script involved. You know, the acting, directing, special effects, pacing, it's pretty close. Um, we probably would be maybe a point off from each other, but yeah, the script grade is really the thing that uh, makes the difference. Yes, truly. Well, that's what that's what happens when you're what, yeah, uh, you know, twenty three points off from one another. <laughs> it's a really wow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A little um, bit of a difference of opinion. <laughs> right. You know, um, I I would just personally think that this was. Uh, a really good episode and you know we'll see what happens in the next one it's the finale next week um just hope for the best and, and maybe you'll get your wish and mad sweeney will have been brought back by laura yeah that'll make me happy <laughs> yeah right now i have uh I, I don't know if anybody can hear purring can you hear purring Mm-mm. okay because Hi, uh, <laughs> I, yeah i have my, my cats on my lap she's um she lays on my lap on her side she leans up Aww. against me and she stares up at my face. <laughs> and she sticks her paw out and tries to, like, grab hold of my Pay attention arm. to me. Yeah, she's basically like, that's what, she, that's what we do. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, sorry, tangent. For my cat, Nona. Yes. She's important. A, she's a Maine Coon. She's, she's um, got lots of beautiful colors in her hair. She's brown and orange and and uh, gray and white and yes all ca- and colors the rainbow and and cats are worshipped as gods so she fits right in exactly <laughs> so sorry about that tangent everybody uh anyway so good episode i think overall um it's a, a fitting grade combined i think 86 is definitely uh you know a good grade for this episode and i can't wait to see what they do in the finale let's the finale. uh let's Oh my god. Let's hope for the best and, and hope that they can finish off season two strong and with a bang. And I'll tell you what, if it's as good as the last, you know, three, four weeks of the season have been, then uh we're in for a treat. I think we'll be very satisfied. Yeah. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh Sarah, if they wanna, you know, send in feedback or, you know, leave us a review on iTunes, uh, how do they do that? Uh, so you can send us an email if you like to. We are uh, American Gods Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at American Gods Pod. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that that's fine. And whatever, like be as honest as you want. Like that's what we're here for. So any stars is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even zero stars. It's fine. Yeah, if that's possible. Yeah, Adam, I'm actually not sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, everyone. Um, we'll see you guys next week for the finale. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Godlings. Thanks for listening to the American Gods podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com, as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FreakingGeeks for more great content. 
Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. If you would like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanich. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at American Gods Pod or at Freak Geeks. 